Welcome to Dustrious. Keep your dice rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Welcome to Dustrious, a high fantasy, high magic homebrew world in the Pathfinder system with custom magic rules. This and Eldritch Dream Games production is made possible by our patrons, Tim Demuse, Wesley Sullivan, Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bealey, Eric S. Pat, and Robin Mims. We encourage you to stick around after this story to hear about the great projects these people are working on. But for now, let's get to today's episode. So, y'all will get some rest. And uh, just in case y'all have forgotten, in this campaign, you do heal your full hit points when you sleep, as long as you get eight hours of rest. Brigger to wake up. Rick, where are you? I heard your voice. <laughs> Brigger would have absolutely opened all of his rooms up and he'd be uh, he'd be happy sleeping on a bedroll outside in nature. Um, maybe like away from the, the main thoroughfare that I'm sure smells like, uh, well, which is a forest fire. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he would have to uh, give up his bedroom. But like I said, with you opening all four houses up because there's y'all's three and then mouths. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and there was maybe 12 to 15 homes behind the inn. Um, it was the poor part of town. And uh, so there's there's a lot of like families with little kids and things like that. But between the four houses, you should be able to bed everybody down and still keep your bedrooms. Okay. And uh, after the weird dream, do I still qualify as eight hours of rest? Uh, as long as you go back to sleep and finish out, the eight hours don't have to be consecutive okay. necessarily. Just like if you're keeping watch or something, you know. Excellent. Yeah, if there's nothing eventful beforehand, maybe a little bit before early morning, Russell's going to get himself up, get cleaned up, and um, probably go and throw on his extra shirt and head immediately towards the temple. Okay. Upon awakening, uh, Brigard would do the same. He would still have everything on him. Uh, we'll strap armor back on and all that. He doesn't know what's going He doesn't know what this day is going to hold. He doesn't know if another pirate ship is going to be uh, pulling up. So uh, and he's going to somberly kind of drag his feet, but he's going to, he knows he has to uh, confront uh, the reality now. The uh, the uh, fight the fighter flight has worn off, and now he's uh, everything's becoming clearer. So the temple itself is, is pretty quiet. Apparently, the twins and stuff are probably still asleep. Um, I take it y'all are going to be going around to the back, though. Yes. Uh, walking through, he, yeah. Gonna, is is there a, a back door that I could take? Because yeah. I like to. Uh, the the place where the bodies cap are actually, you have to go outside the main temple and go around and go in through the back. Okay. Yeah, he would want to do that and just uh, do uh, one pass of the uh, the people inside. Okay. So in this in this back room, um, there are the two farmers' bodies. There are three girls laid out there uh they appear not to have been burned at all you might assume that they were among the slave girls there is a young man looks like be probably between 17 and 19 years old uh also not burned but rick is not there 
What the hell? Uh, and uh, Rigard's going to walk up. Russell, where's Rick? Wasn't here when I got here. I was just about to go looking. Could your magic have been a delay? Could could he be back? If yesterday is any indication, I am not that lucky. And uh, he's going to look under all of the, uh, just look all around. Is there a brothel in town? There's not a brothel, not but there's the Arche twins and the lady that at least Russell was told she is a holy prostitute that lives at the temple. Um, though y'all are not sure what god she's attached to. Okay, at this point, I want Brian to repeat the last thing that he said, so it was on record. That was uh, not yet. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps he is seeking companionship somewhere after the battle and was just rude about not checking in with us. <laughs> How rude of you not to tell me you, you, you're you not dead anymore. Brigard, I, uh, I admire your optimism. But, uh, well, hell, well, if we were Rick and we got up in the middle of the night after being dead, wait a second, is any of Rick's stuff there? Uh, no. All, all of his gear that he was wearing and everything is, is gone too. Uh, could I do a survival check to look for, uh, footprints? You can. Cool. Oh, Maybe not. Uh, oh, actually, no. Uh, Twenty, not natural. No, there, there are no footprints because all the streets and everything here are stone. That's right. I'm gonna cast locate object on his mask. Ooh. Okay. Good one. So, you cast the spell, and for a moment you feel a connection, a draw, and then it's broken. Son of a bitch! It's there. Someone. Something broke the spell. What do you mean, Russell? Which uh, you have read in in all your reading and studying you were doing about anti-scrying spells and such as that. I I tried to cast a spell to locate, well, you know, that mask he wore, wears, wore, uh, whatever. But I tried to find the mask and I got a hit, but then the spell was blocked. Perhaps Rick put something on there so he wouldn't be easily found. He's He sticks out with that kind of mask. Where did the, the hit, as you said, place it? Did I get anything like that or? You, you could feel that it was close. Nearby. Um, oh, well, hell. He's gonna step outside and just hands, hands cuffed around his mouth. Kid! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no response. Damn it, Rick. If you're walking and you don't listen to me, I'm going to make you earn that stupid nickname. And I swear to God, if you're someone who's moved in without telling me, they ain't going to have a name for you anymore. He's going to march towards the temple. Okay. Uh, so when Rick, Rick was laid out, was he had a, uh, a tarp over him? No, the bodies weren't covered. Was there any Was there any of his blood laying where he was laying? Was there any blood pooled where he was laying? Uh, yeah, there, there's probably some blood. He took a few good hits there. 
Okay, I'm uh, going to cast Blood Scent. I'm going to cast it on myself to uh, target the ability to smell the presence of blood. I'm now considered to have the scent ability, but only for purposes of detecting and pin... Oh, wait, no, that's just detecting if they are even there. So, okay, so Blood Scent is basically detect blood. Thanks, Paizo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool beans. Okay, never mind. He's not going to do that. All right. So, Russell, you go around and go in through the front of the temple? I'm taking the shortest path. Yeah, uh, there, there's not a door that connects the, the room of the dead. You have to go around and go through the front door. And I'll head in through the front door. Um, there's nobody in the main room that is used for the temple purposes itself. But from one of the rooms near the rear, you can smell the smell of coffee. And that is where I'm going. Inside are... Completely forgetting about Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Inside this room would be, of course, the twins, Amelia and Ava. And the girl that Kat had pointed out to you as being Raylan, a a holy prostitute. And they're all sitting around a table, pretty much sipping morning coffee and and looking a little worse for wear. It, It was a long day and not their typical long day. Russell, maybe maybe a couple of minutes of walking, kind of taking the edge off, but he's going to kind of walk in and come to a stop and be like, Ladies, I, uh, I hate to harass you lot any more than you have been already because of this mess, but um, Rick is not there in the mausoleum. Now, I can think of a couple of logical explanations based off of where I came from, and none of them are very nice. Please tell me there are some other options in this world for someone who's been dead for a night. Well, there's all kinds of options, I suppose. Uh, if somebody is strong enough and chooses to, they could, of course, bring him back. Um, that's pretty powerful magic uh, to be able to do it after they've been gone a while and most folks are kind of against it um, believing you should let people go on to whatever afterlife is waiting then there's also the possibility that uh, I guess if, if he had a connection to one of the gods that they might raise him as an arcanist well anybody can devote themselves to a deity if if he had done so there there's a chance that whoever that deity is might have given him more time um then there's also the possibility of an necromancer. Oh, shit. Bruger uh, shit, is a little shit. impatient. He's going to be bad cop to uh, Russell's. Shit. Stupid dream. Oh, kid. Who in town has the capabilities of being a necromancer? Um, well, anybody who can cast certain arcanes and divine magics can do that. I mean, I've got a spell or two that would be called necromancy. So uh, I can't really can't really say who you know if that's what happened who would have done it, uh, and then of course there's always the chance that somebody just stole the body. Has any other body been missing? Has anyone? Has everyone been accounted for? As far as I know, hadn't even been back there, so I don't know if they're all there or not. <laughs> there there would have been five counting Rick. Now there's four. That's what my count said. Does that count what y'all saw at the end of the night last night? There was 
two gentlemen brought in due to the fires. There was three girls and a young man brought in from the ship. That doesn't match the number I was told earlier. Oh, well. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you're right. Hell, that's six total, isn't it? Well, the, the bodies from the ship may not have been here yet when you brought Rick in. But there's six out there now where there ought to be seven. <sighs> Stupid mask. And you lot haven't seen him or anything? No, I... And, and Ava, the one that had been working in the temple when you brought him in, was like, if uh, I saw a dead man walking around, I think I would notice that. He may not have appeared dead. He does have a mask. Did you see a masked person walking around? Brigard, 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 honey, I understand. I know who Rick is. I'm just saying that I'm the one that confirmed he was dead. I think I would take note if I saw him up walking around. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Let's go check his place, Brigard. Okay. I'll look back and be like, thank you, ladies. You, uh, you did a lot of good yesterday. If if we see him, we'll let you know. Thank you. Yeah, no. Head back and make his way towards towards Rick's house. All right. So uh, the door of Rick's house is unlocked at this point since uh, Brigard volunteered it to for housing for families. I'm gonna head inside. Is there anyone in there right now? Or uh, yeah, there are, there are people up milling about. Most people are getting their breakfast ready and things of that nature. Kind of the, the nearest adult, probably. You know, okay. Uh, Russell's going to walk up to him and be like, uh, excuse me. Uh, yes, sir. Gentlemen walking here this morning, um, maybe late last night even, uh, wore a mask or had one with him. Generally wears a, uh, a strange hooded garment most of the time as well. Not seen anybody like that. Is uh, anyone here asleep upstairs? Uh, most of us stayed in the bedrooms since all of them were empty. Fair enough. Anyone take the master bedroom? Uh, yes, sir. That that lady over there cooking. She she had uh, four youngins, and so we gave her the master bedroom so she could put them all down in the same bed. Makes most sense. Fair enough. Russell, Rick was known to sulk from time to time when things were getting too heavy. Perhaps he's hiding. Did any of you sleep in the basement? Uh, no, sir. Good idea. Tell you what, you check the basement, I'll run up to the attic. Agreed. And, uh, Brigard will go to the basement. Splitting the party! Hey, Sean. Hi. You are going to need to tell them what they find in in your basement and in your attic, as I do not have a list of how you furnish your house. Oh, that sounds terrifying. The attic is pretty empty. He hasn't really done anything with it. In the basement, uh, there is a small library uh, that is packed floor to ceiling with various books. And there is, uh, between the library and uh, the main chamber of the basement, there is a slightly smaller room that has a large uh, complex circle carved into the floor as well as some more bookcases uh, and a smaller shelf with what look like notebooks on them. Uh, houses are too newly furnished for dust to have settled anywhere. What's the uh, circle symbol on the floor? Could I do a check for that? It'd be uh, Arcana? Yes. Okay. 
I don't have that. So, uh, okay, it, it was just a side, uh, a side curiosity. Uh, he'll he'll look and um, damn, you were smart, because Brigard wouldn't know about uh, hidden bookcase levers with books, so he wouldn't uh, waste time doing that. So he's just <laughs> going to he's going to look under the tables. He's going to look on top of the bookshelves. Rick is a slippery fella. Rick, are you hiding between the pages of a book? I am not. Okay. Are, is there a bust of William Shakespeare around anywhere? <laughs> no. Okay. What about four teenagers and a dog? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just a random Scooby-Doo DVD. Nothing to play it in, just a Scooby-Doo DVD. Around. Uh, uh, at this point, uh, Brigard is angry. He's 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 not tired, but he's 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 tired of this uh, foul chase, and uh, he's gonna kick a table on his way back up, um, just not for any mechanic purpose, just to vent frustration and just just give it a kick and go back upstairs and uh, find Russell. Wait, what did he kick? Just a table. Yeah. Why was there something you didn't want me to kick? Uh, the, I was I was just wondering as I I missed the word. I'm gonna have to go back in there and kick some stuff. Apparently, okay. Brigger's uh, <laughs> back upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine Russell worked his way downstairs about the same time or shortly before, since it was empty. Right. <laughs> Make eye contact. And he wasn't in the belfry either. You could have been hiding, you know, in the in the etchings in the uh, wall paneling or something. False wall. Nobody checked under his bed. Were there any scuff marks on the floor to denote him? No, because it wouldn't have opened enough to call scuff marks that deep. Well played, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Hunt continues. I love this. (laughs) Shit. Okay. So maybe he cast anti-scrying on his mask. So we've checked sex workers. We've checked his home. We've checked his hiding spots. Do you think he would return to the scene of his death? Next logical place, I guess. Brigard is not becoming a detective. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> but you're doing so well in it. <laughs> it's, uh... Well, hell. Yeah, let's head down to the boat. Alright, so y'all head down to the docks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Of course, the mast is still poking up out of the water and whatnot. Um... There are some people down there. Uh, Mal is down there with a few others, and they're making plans to try to remove the boat so that trading ships will still be able to get in and out. Mm. Um, uh, a, a spark deep in the, the, the grooves of Brigger's brain is going to twinge a little bit. Uh, and he's going to run up. What will you do with the remains of the ship? Well... Once we get it out, they'll probably just be broken down into to boards and whatnot and moved out of the way. Do you need them? I do not, but the homeless citizens of this uh, village uh, are in dire need of them now. Perhaps we could use them in the reconstruction process. Well, I guess you could. Might have to pack some of them up or whatnot, so. But, yeah, that sounds like a plan. Um, I think Zob and Dravik are actually trying to get that sorted out now if uh, you want to talk to them about it. We're looking for our friend. Have you seen Rick anywhere? 
I thought he was dead. So did we. His body's not at the temple anymore. Well, that's interesting. Might want to let Darlena and Travis know they're acting as guards today while Zav and I try to sort things out here, keeping an eye around town. If they seem or see anything suspicious. Fair enough. You know where they're at? Probably just walking around town. Fair enough. Trying to keep some order. Sometimes when things like this happen, people can get upset and things can go a little chaotic. Yeah. Good. Good point. Well, Brigid, I'm about getting tired of this walk. Uh, hold on. Russell's going to reach up, grab Brigid's shoulder, grab a coin in his belt pouch from yesterday, and uh, cast teleport and teleport them back to the middle of town. Uh, Brigid's going to waver. Russell, I... Let me know before you need to do that again. I didn't know... Oh, God. I'm okay. Oh, you know, I read somewhere that that can happen to some people. I'll, I'll try harder next time. God damn it, Sean. <laughs> All right. Damn it. Uh, it's a constitution 18. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brigger did not throw up. I think Sean was more worried about you making water because you get scared. <laughs> nope just disoriented look around for Travis or Darlena Um, yeah you can see Travis he's pretty much near the center of town there kind of leaned up against the merchants hall keeping an eye on things up on that level walk over kind of give him a wave to get his attention yeah he'll he'll start walking towards you and meet you halfway so uh got a weird one for you you uh you see our, as of yesterday evening, dead friend walking around this morning? No, but that would definitely be a weird one. Well, he either got up and walked away from the mausoleum, or someone walked up and took him away. Oh. I can't imagine anyone in this town, given current events, having the extra time to go about grave robbing. And, well, for their sake, I really hope no one has that kind of inclination today. Well, what would anyone do with a corpse anyway if they weren't going to resurrect them? What possible good could come from that? Well, I don't think any possible good could come from it. Uh, There's a lot of things that could, just not good. The only time I've heard of any quote-unquote grave robbing around here, uh, there's a young lady here in town that's not quite right in the head. And oh. every so often she digs up her daddy and takes her takes him home. And we have to fetch him and rebury him. I, I think she would be our, our next stop then. Well, she ain't gonna talk to you. She don't talk to folks. She uh can't she can't look at them nothing and but I, she ain't never messed with nobody except to take her daddy home and put him to bed. I think uh maybe if uh you or Darlena know someone who's a fair hand at communicating with her perhaps a check if you guys get time but um he's gonna look up to Brigard he goes I think we might be a bit too close to work that delicate on this one Brigard what what do you mean I mean if some girl as well meaning as she could be took our friend's corpse 
to Lord knows what, I ain't saying I'm going to be nice. So perhaps we'll let the people used to dealing with the girl deal with the girl. Yes, perhaps she got tired of exerting herself, digging up the body over and over that Rick was just a convenient placeholder for it. Maybe, maybe his body is laying in this woman, this girl's father's bed right now. With uh, anti-divination wards on it? I know nothing. I tried to cast a location spell on that mask of his. The spell was blocked. Travis would shake his head and say, no, this, this girl doesn't have no magic. Or if she does, she ain't, she ain't figured out how to use it. Anyone capable of throwing that kind of magic around that you haven't seen set to a task today already? Ah, uh, the only two people normally about the that I ain't had contact with are are Bari and, and Gavin, but uh Gav never comes out during the day, of course. And Fair enough. Vari has evidently been closed up in her room since she escaped the fire. Oh shit. Russell's gonna kinda stop and shake his head and go, Damn, this is more casting than I'm used to in a day. You uh you able to top me off after I do another spell, Brigard? Of course, Russell. Whatever you need. We need to find him. It's very disconcerting. What about that well? I'm going to definitely need more health if he's in the relative vicinity of that well. Because I'm going to tear it brick from brick and genie by genie. I still got words with that son of a bitch. <laughs> Russell's going to cast a message and try to get a message to Rick. Okay, uh, Brigard will uh, cast Cure Light Wounds on him. All right. Because you are a psychic caster, you would be able to tell there's no connection made. It's as if you're trying to send the message to a brick wall. Shit. A rick wall. A rick wall, yes. Damn, I thought that would have broke Sean. If, if, if you prefer a rick roll, then maybe you should be over there with the, the holy prostitute. Nice. Shit. That's blocked as well. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Hi. <laughs> uh, like, like when you said Rick Roll out loud, I suddenly imagined like him down there with the merfolk and then making like sushi out of him. <gasps> the merfolk. <laughs> California. That was your uh, thought. It's a Rick Roll. Yeah. That was your thought. Is Rick being made into sushi? Yeah. <laughs> okay, mute yourself. <laughs> Russell, I just had an idea untethered to any sort of origin. It just came to my mind unaided by anything. What if the merfolk have him? Russell's gonna stop. Hell, it's as good as anything at this point. I swear if he's alive, I I ain't guaranteeing he's gonna be for long. I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night from being dead. I'm just gonna walk away without leaving a fucking note. He knows where we live, too. That's the worst part. There's no excuse for him to not leave a note. Yes, sir. Look at me. My fancy communication device from the future. Just gonna walk around and not bother fucking communicating. Locate on the, the, the weird device. I'm gonna need some more juice. He'll he'll uh, have cast uh, he'll have uh, cure serious on hand. Okay. And yeah, I'll, I'll cast a uh, locate object on Rick's phone. So 
same as before you get a quick ping and then it it's broken um Shit. from here you can tell that the ping is back towards the direction uh, of town where the houses and temple and everything are i got a direction but uh this is going to be a weird cat and mouse game at this point russell's going to go ahead and start trying to keep a mental map of where these pings are pointing and head back towards Rick's house. Okay. Okay. Uh, as as they're huffing uh, back into town breathlessly, Brigger like, what if there was a way that we could find different points and find a way to use those points to get a, a bead on his general location? That's exactly what I'm going for. It's a trick when you're out in uh, wide open spaces. You, know, you track a couple of objects and their position relative to you. You can pretty much guarantee what spot you're standing on if you do it well enough. And uh, Burger's going to smile at this. He, he just thought of a, a whole new way of tracking uh, and hunting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it is 20 hip HP per cast, so <laughs> get, uh, ready, get ready with them back rubs, Burger. <laughs> Uh, no back rubs. Uh, and actually, Brigard hasn't uh, rubbed your back since before all this happened. He's casting actual spells for this. Shit. At the time, Russell will probably get towards the house and cast another locate object. This time, we're so, just going to stick with the phone. Um, as long as you're you're in the, the general area, which if you look there on your map where the noble's house is and the stables are, the temple is the little small building um on the same row as the noble houses off to the far left mm-hmm. um so as long as you're in that general area it breaks and you you know that you're nearby but you're not getting an exact location Shit. if you move away from the area you can always tell it's back that direction back to that area okay so okay so there is the row of noble houses of which there is, uh, starting from the right and going towards the left, there's Mal's. There's the three that y'all live in. There's the one that belongs to Gavin and Zoff. And then there's the temple off just a little bit from that. On the other side, there is the stables, <laughs> um, which has a, a good bit of land sectioned off around it for uh, horses and such to graze and the smithy and the market and if we're in that area we just get close yeah and this uh this is all still stone ground yes yes uh the the uh town pretty much if if you go down the stairs towards the smithy and, and the market you can see there's there's some grass and such there and there's some grass around some of the homes have kind of like little lawns or whatnot mm-hmm um, the stables do, do have a grazing area, but the the streets and, and thoroughfares are all paved or stone or anyhow. So we must go to the smithy in the market. He wouldn't, surely he wouldn't be buying stuff for his home. I'm just, what if someone is selling his body on the market? Some sort of evil, dark way of selling goods that shouldn't be sold. The dark market. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not dismissing it, but um, yeah, they 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 generally call it a black market. And remember that thing about the kidneys? Oh, that's right. Um, 
Russell is going to cast create sound. Okay. That's uh, never mind. That's the wrong rule system. I don't think I have. Let me. I'll roll an arcane check to. Let's give it a shot. I, so that's an arcana check, correct? No. Uh, what y'all are doing is if y'all are trying to copy some kind of spell, you uh, make a will to see if you're able to pull it off. Okay. Yay, my favorite dice roll. <laughs> That'd be a total of 12. It is a first level spell, though, so. So, yeah, you, you can imitate it. Yeah, I just big, deep breath, hands over the mouth, and just... Rick! There's no response. Oh, yeah. Russell, cast locate on that book magazine he was always, always so fond of. I, I've got that in my bag, Brigard. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's got there's something blocking divination spells on him. But it's coming from the smithy in the market, so we just need to rummage through there. Let's give it a shot. I got a bit with this spell, so yeah, I'll head towards the market. Okay. All right. Uh, the market is not as busy today as it normally is um you have some of the farmers and such with stalls set up but with all the destruction that was in town and and everything you've got a lot of people pitching in to help repair homes and things like that so there's not as much hustle and bustle as you would normally find in the market at this point russell's just going to start asking about um yeah most of these people don't really know rick a few of them have seen him about and whatnot, but you mentioned the mask, and, and they're pretty much like, "No, we haven't seen some weird kid running around in the mask." So, I just wouldn't know that Tracy called Rick a weird kid. Not neither of us said that. Well, close wherever the hell he is. But. The smithy itself is closed, but that's not surprising. His mail is down at the docks, mm-hmm. so he's not there to to have it open or whatnot. Is it a, like an open smithy, like a like a? Not um, open? The forge is outside, but it, it you know it's attached to a building, and the building itself would be locked, of course, because he's not there. If Rick snuck down here, he would know Mal wasn't in. Yeah, really don't want to go breaking and entering, but hell, we're just retrieving Rick if he's in there. If if Rick is in there, uh, Rick is the one at fault. We were just retrieving him. Russell's going to kind of raise an eye and go, that's a, that's a very thin line. Hell, I've got a bad enough feeling. You ever have one of those dreams that was just, just too real? You think that yesterday was a dream? You thought? No, not yesterday. Dream I had last night. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just afraid that the kid was down dead and... He had a chance. He might have done something pretty stupid to get brought back. That doesn't sound like the Rick I know. Really? <laughs> and uh, Brigger's going to chuckle for the first time in a while. <laughs> you know, when I died, I had a, a vision of sorts. I was I was visited. Maybe he was visited as well. It doesn't... It makes no sense that he would just disappear unless whatever bargain he was made was the cost of him going somewhere else. Perhaps he returned home. Then why is the spell saying he's nearby? 
his stuff is nearby. Maybe someone took his stuff after he vanished. Yes. Let's give it a shot. I'm on cast locate object one more time on Rick. You get the same thing as you've been getting. Shit. He's nearby. Okay, at this, uh, Brigard's kind of fed up. He is just, uh, he's going to start going just down the line, asking uh, everyone if they've seen him, uh, asking to see their wares, uh, demanding to see behind uh, whatever market stall they have. And he's going to be a little less than polite about it. All right. Sir, any turned earth in the area? No. What if, what if he went... Russell's just going to sigh and look around the market and maybe make a couple of vain attempts to stop Brigard, but he's... <laughs> well, y'all get some people getting a little upset but at Brigard rummaging around through their their wares and stuff, but you do not find Rick. Uh, he'll uh, go to... Uh, if a shopkeeper's like got like uh, containers of stuff, he'll say, Is Rick in the box? Oh, what's in the box? What I'm tra- <laughs> it's, it's your Rick in the box. <laughs> I've been trying to get it to where Sean breaks and I can hear through Tracy's mic, but I haven't been <laughs> successful yet. So that's why I've been doing all this. Yeah, um, but that's an opportunity to drink because I took it the wrong way the first time and then I got it after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a drink for everybody. <laughs> It's my Rick in a box. But uh, no, there's there's no Rick in the boxes. I, I think by this point, the people think you're about half mad. Oh, yeah. he Yes. Uh, Brigard is uh, starting to get frantic because he he keeps being told he's close. He's not there. Uh, so he's uh, breaking from convention and coloring outside the lines in this investigation now. Before things get too far gone, Russell, Brigard, upsetting the people ain't gonna do nothing to help find him. Either someone's took him, they've hit him good. And in which case, that just means they get interest on the ass whooping. Or the kid woke up and decided didn't bother to tell us where he went. In which case, that's just getting interest on the ass whooping. So, um, I'm going to go see what I can do to help out out there where the fire was. You, uh, you'll know where to find me if you want to keep looking. I do. And he's going to continue. Uh, he doesn't really care that he's upsetting people. Brigard is very upset. Uh, he had to, uh, he had to be brought back from death and he's, he's still coming to terms with what that means. And, uh, he knows that, uh, if he hadn't fallen, Russell would have had the ability to bring back Rick, no problem. So now he's got a little bit of survivor's guilt as he's just going through. Uh, he'll he'll look in vases. He'll look all over, and he he's. Uh, I can start rolling intimidation checks if you if you need. Well, but yeah. uh, eventually, Darlena is going to show up and walk up to you, and be like, "Brigger." Oh, uh, Darlena, any any news on Rick? Honey, you got to knock this shit off. These people, we keep being- these people all have licenses to sell their goods here and you're being kind of destructive. So we need to go somewhere else. 
but we're close. The magics are telling us that his stuff is nearby and one of these people may be selling Rick's possessions or Rick himself. And I don't know if they have permission to be selling another person's effects and bodies. Sweetie, nobody is selling Rick's possessions. The law in this town is that if somebody dies and they have no heir to pass their stuff onto, it gets taken and put on a ship, whatever a ship comes, goes out with the trade goods and sold, and the money is used to benefit the town. His items are stored with all the other dead. Wait, is she saying that everything that we've been trying to locate is in a centralized location right now? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So, where are his things? Where? They're all collected and given to Gav. The stuff from his house will be collected to all of his personal belongings. They will be sold off and the money will be used to help the town. That is that is the law here. That's how it works. If you don't have somebody, a child or something, you know, wife, husband, whatever. I don't want his items to be sold off as some sort of curiosity for some stranger that didn't know him as I did. How much for them? I will buy them out right now. I don't know. That is not my area of concern. My area of concern is you down here tearing up the damn market. Well, I'm I'm now a customer in the market. I would like to purchase dead people's possessions. They're not here. That's not the way this works. Okay? The stuff is taken because most of the time it's not stuff that will be used locally. Things that will be used locally will be, will be sold off locally. The other stuff is sold off to people who could use it elsewhere and the money is brought back to help the town. That's the way they do things here. If you wish to purchase something, you're going to have to go talk to Dravik, get his permission, and then take that permission to Gav to purchase the item. Uh, at this, Brigger uh, deflates. He's He's been made aware. He has finally become aware of just how mad he's become. Uh, probably wild-eyed, hair a mess. And he's looking around the market at uh, all the people that he's uh, either pissed off or terrified, probably at this point. Because towards before Darlena showed up, he was getting uh, rowdier and rowdier. So um, this isn't how I do things normally, but I, I need to find my friend. There's no reason that Rick couldn't be here. I just I don't know what to do, Darlena. What did did you find anything else about the the weird girl with the with the, the, the father unburying. Sweetheart, Ava wouldn't have anything to do with Rick. It's not about a dead body. It's about it being her daddy. She's got some kind of a mental problem, you see, or emotional problem or something. Her daddy's the only person that she could ever really interact with at all. And so she digs him up every now and then. But it's not like she has an obsession with the dead. Did her father look anything like Rick? No, her father was, what, 52 years old? Okay, I... I, I'll go find Russell and go things about that way. And he'll uh, shout to the market. I I apologize for my actions. I am a man who's lost something very dear to him. And he'll just kind of head bowed, uh, slink off and uh, go find Russell. All right. Russell, when you go to help, you will see that they uh, they're not working on the end. They are behind the end. 
working on the houses of what is pretty much the poor district of town, trying to get them set back up for people to move into. They are using uh, magic when, when they can to make it go quicker. But uh, they're basically got people inside the buildings cleaning out fire, you know, the burn stuff, all the debris, and people putting new roofs on buildings. After, um, sometime after Russell got away and before he got caught up in the crowd, he's going to stop and, uh, Droaga, you there? Yes, of course I am. What do you, what do you need? Would it be possible for you to run around and see if you can sniff out anything about Rick? I, I can do my best, um, but I, I need to say within about 100 feet of you, so. Sorry, not used to it. That would have made a lot of sense to do back in the market. All right, so you start heading back that direction, and uh, you will see Darlena and Brigard walking back towards you. Darlena looks almost like she's in a state of, of disbelief. Um, so you're not sure what Brigard has said or done that has confused this poor woman, but. Any word on Rick? We have not found Rick, but I did find Brigard tearing up the market. Okay. Well, we're finding his things there near the market. So. His things are in storage. I was well, explaining this to Brigard. There are laws in this town. If somebody does not have a wife, a husband, a child, when they pass on, their belongings are taken. You strip them of their valuables within a day and don't give a damn if the body disappears? We are looking for the body. The stuff was taken off of him last night. His body was there when the stuff was taken off his body. Well, obviously, you can't steal from the dead if the bodies ain't there. It is not stealing. Dead people have no use for it. And we can talk take- philosophy and either you've got a grave robber or our dead friend ain't dead and therefore deserves his things back. Well, if he's not dead, he can have them back. If he ain't shipped them off by then. Well, if he hasn't come back by the time the next ship comes in, chances are he's not going to. Yep. Awfully damn convenient. You think it is convenient for us? that the town caught on fire and that people died. No, I'm thinking it's awfully damn convenient that people were more concerned about where my friend's earthly possessions were going to get sold than where his body wound up. His body was left with the rest of the body. It's a backwards policy that I'm kind of pissed off about at the moment, perhaps logically so. Well, if you want to take it out, you can damn sure try to take it out on me because I will give you an ass whooping over it. Let's now, his body it. was left up in there with everybody else's. He didn't receive treatment any different than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And yet, somehow, his is the only one that disappeared. Well, then I suppose somebody did something, but we hadn't figured out who it is yet. And I cannot just go around accusing people with no idea who might or might not have done something. And no one asked you to accuse no one of nothing. And I was investigating what was going on until somebody came and got me because your friend was destroying the market. I have already been to Ivas. I have already been out to the boneyard. Yeah. Had a lot of empathy for everyone but the new guy. I get it. And Russell's going to start walking back towards the market and in the back of his head, he's going to be a Droaga. Were you able to sense the location of those items that I was casting locate on? I don't know how far our bond goes. 
Well, I was in your head at the time, but I something is blocking the spells. So wherever they're at, it it's sealed. I, uh, uh, that might be an unknown detail. Darlena? What? Do you normally cast anti-divination spells on where you're storing the dead's items? All the city's wealth is kept in a vault that has a spell on it, yes. It makes it more difficult for ill-intentioned people to rob it. But why'd his corpse pop up in the same location? His corpse? I cast Locate Object on him, and it got the same read as the rest of his items. I can take you where the items are stored if you want to see. I don't want to see. I want answers. I'm just saying, if if you're saying his body is where his items are, I can take you where the items are. I didn't say that. I said the spell had a similar result. Well, no, uh, Russell, let us see. Maybe some magic happened and he was returned to the location of his possessions. Yes, Darlena, if you would permit us access to this, Ah. we won't tell anyone. As a noble of Hilltop, we have no wish to see... I, I wasn't going to say no, Brigard. I was just oh. not letting her put words in my mouth. I don't know. I can take you. You can Let's go. Have you a look. Go. You can see the vault. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some of his hair is stuck to one of his belongings or something. Could that cause it to ping differently? Well, you've been doing this magic thing the damn sight longer than me, could it? I don't know. This is not a spell I've ever tried to use. Oh, that's a good question. She will start leading you over by the noble houses and she will actually knock on Gavin Zob's door. And a man will answer. You can probably guess by the way he's dressed, he's likely a uh, employee. The first thing you will notice is a little difference between their house and the rest of the noble houses is you have to come in the outside door and shut it before you open the inside door and come in. Um, there's a, a hallway that pretty much they they use to make sure no light gets in the house. <laughs> All of the windows are a very, very dark stained glass to, to filter light and keep sunlight from, from getting in. But Darlena will take you in and uh, this man will ask you to wait a moment and he'll fetch Gav. While we're waiting, I was going to have uh, Russell was going to have uh, Droaga look around. Um, Droaga will try to, to do so. But she will tell you almost immediately, she can't move around in here in in spirit form. What do you mean? I mean, the house is warded to keep spirits from being able to walk around in here. Can you move within the room or is it more restrictive? No, if, if I had not been in your consciousness, I could not even have entered this house. Understandable. Okay. But it, it'll take a few minutes for, for Gav to uh, come into the room. And it's like, okay, so what can I help you with? Long story short, we're both running short on patience. I imagine like half the denizens of the city today. But Rick's body ain't with the rest of the dead. We just learned about this grave robbing to help the establishment tradition. And uh, we were brought here because when I cast spells to locate Rick, they come up with the same truncated result as spells I cast to find his possessions. So you want to see the vault? Exactly. All right. 
that's easily enough done. Uh, follow me. And he will lead you down uh, into the back of the house. And there is a room where instead of the walls being made of stone, it's some type of metal. Y'all can roll to identify it if you wish. Yes. Uh, unless it's nature, I don't have it. Engineering, engineering. Um, I will. I will let you use either nature, oh. engineering. Um, engineering will work, or if you have a craft with weapon or armor smithing, you can use that as well. Gunsmithing. Yeah, that'll work too. On brand, just a thirteen. Be a twenty-six. Okay. So, Brigard, with a thirteen, you're not a hundred percent sure what what the metal is but you do identify that this is something really strong uh russell with the 26 this vault is made out of adamantine okay um there is a like pedestal in front of the door with a book on it and gavin will tell you uh you'll have to sign the book we have to keep a record of anybody who goes in and out of the vault fair enough also assuming he's not back Brigard makes a good thing. Um, before his stuff gets sold off to strangers, um, we'd like to see what the list price is. Uh, that's perfectly doable. All you have to do is talk to Dravik and tell him there are items that you would like to have, and he will send me word to sell it to you at uh, creation value instead of market value. Thank you. But yeah, well, walk over, sign the vault, the, the book. Sign the vault, just big letters. This graffiti spray can. Hmm. But uh, once the book signed, he will open the vault and let y'all walk inside. And this is actually a, a fairly decent sized room. Um, and it's it's lined with shelves that have different stuff on it. And he will take you over to one of the shelves and say, "This this is his stuff here." Damn it! I'm a I guess an investigation. See if there's anything that would have set off the spell for his body. Investigate his perception. Wrong system. So 25. All right. So, Sean. Yeah. Other than the clothing you were were wearing, what did Rick have on him? A lot. Um, (laughs) His bow, his arrows, his short spear, his short sword. Uh, His mask, his phone because they had just come in from being out. He's got his, well, he might not have been wearing it at the moment, but he would have had his uh, pack. Um, So they probably would have gotten that too, but he would have dropped that at the fight. Um, The cure coins from Brigard, he used up most of his other stuff. Well, yeah, Uh, Thief Souls. So that that is what you find a, among the belongings. Um, you're not quite modern enough to know about uh, DNA and that kind of stuff being left on things. So uh, you you will you will see his items there. Shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to cast the locate object for Rick. Okay. As Brian gets DNA, Russell doesn't. You're right. Right. Is there any result? It pings. And dissipates just like before. Um, before? It feels extremely close. Even when we're inside the vault, it dissipates? Yep. And look back and be like, so the uh, the wards, I'm getting the same thing. 
The spell hits and it drops. Well, you are standing inside a warded vault. Vords work on the inside as well, then. It's kind of like an area of effect thing. Okay. You're keeping animals in here? <laughs> I found Rick. You turned into a cat. <laughs> uh, there happens to be this annoying ass cat that walks around meowing all the time. It's all over town. <laughs> That's my friend Rick. You know you're listening to an Eldritch Dream Games podcast win. <laughs> One of the cats fucking meows. And just sigh. Damn it. Look, we will look at what has happened. We're we're going to continue looking for Rick, of course. But we will also reevaluate what's happened and consider from now on if there is dead, there should probably be a guard at the door or something. Yeah. But we've never never had an issue with people walking in the mortuary and taking someone. Oh, because the freaking constabulary's already taking their stuff. That's why. So the, the That's vault precisely is- the reason we do it. If we don't leave anything on them, then people don't go in there and mess with them. Until they do. <laughs> Even the farmers who have family and stuff, their stuff is here until their family comes to claim it so that nobody will steal from them. But we've never had a body go missing before, so we did not realize that there needed to be somebody guarding the door. This vault, uh, if it was, if all of his stuff was removed, would the divination magic be gone? What do you mean? If we pulled, if we were allowed to pull his stuff out of the vault, the divi- divination, it would, it would all ring true and we can... Yeah, if you were to take his stuff outside and cast the same spell, it would not falter. It would not fall apart. It is the vault that prevents it. Oh, going back to the uh, the original ass whooping with the- with interest theory, Brigard. I'm at a dead end. So either someone took it, and once again, ass whooping with interest. <laughs> Or Rick didn't bother to tell us where the hell he went after he did something apparently impossible and inconceivable in a world full of magic. We're going to cast an eye towards the natives. And uh, in which case, he gets an ass whooping with interest. It just makes no sense. There is, there's no sign of his actual body here. Then they ain't here. So let's get going. So when y'all exit, he'll seal the vault back up. And Darlena will walk out with you. And she'll be like, look, I can't tell you what happened. I don't know. I'm hoping we can figure it out. What I can tell you is that the likelihood that somebody walked in, took his body and walked away without being seen by anybody is not very high. Without a guard. Well, there's no guard standing on the door, but there are always guards walking around town. And they would notice somebody walking down the street with a body. No one said hi to me last night. Were you wandering around town? Right through the middle of it twice. Well, then I will let Zoth know because somebody is not doing their job. Yeah, that's right. Because he's dead. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, now at this point, Russell's done. He's out of ideas. Okay. So what are y'all going to go do now? Head back towards the damaged homes and start helping clean up. Yep. All right. So y'all work on the houses. 
getting them put together. Sean, this is the point where you're going to need to cut in the uh, first recording. So Rick the Dragon. Rick the Dragon was on a boat and he died. Yes. Yes, Rick the Dragon. And then he wasn't a dragon because he was dead. Yes, which is good because Brigard even might have had a hard time carrying you off the boat if you were still a dragon. Yes, a large dragon at that. Yes, you might have been a bit heavy. But what Rick remembers is, of course, everything just going dark and cold and still. Unable to move, unable to speak. Can't even really breathe. Just darkness and cold and silence. And it lasts for so long. It feels like an eternity. You're not sure how long it really was, but it felt like an eternity. And then you notice a light. And you open your eyes. You're in a room that's still fairly dark. There's just some candles burning. But it's more light than you've seen in an eternity. And then you see Gavin standing over you. Gavin, what's... Did, Did we win? In a manner of speaking. We don't have a lot of time, so I need you to listen and pay close attention. You understand? Yeah. You died. That explains something. Unfortunately, there is no one in this town who can resurrect you permanently. So you are left with one option you need to be wise in making your choice. What is it? As a follower of Lorcan, I can give you life for a few minutes at a time. And a few minutes is all it would take to turn you. To make you like me. What do you mean like you? Do we have to stand here and pretend that the whole town doesn't know what I am? So, what? Not dead, quite strong, fast. It's not not making this up. Dead, strong, fast, constantly hungry, not able to feed as you'd like if you want to function in society unable to stay in the daylight. It's not all fun and games. I think I could live with that. And he'll like smirk. There is uh, one other thing. Uh. If I do the ritual and I turn you, I would have the ability to control you should I choose it. It is not something that I wish to do, but it's something you need to be aware of. Is there 
what might might I ask what you have me be doing if you did? Like I said, it's not an option that I wish to use, but if you become a danger to people, I would have to. Honestly, that sounds like it's better to have that than not. If I'm going to be, you know, wanting to eat people, does that work? Would that stop me? It would stop you. And yeah. Anything else? Any any more details to add? Any more catches? I would like something from you in return. <sighs> what? Mal. The blacksmith? He's not a good person. I could have told you that. He's worse than you know. Well, I mean, we've been here all of what? Two days? Three days? I'm afraid he will eventually put Zob in danger, if not all of us. And I want to stop him. All right. Uh, so you want me to do your dirty work and what, kill him? No. I want to know what he's up to. He is a very secretive person. Doesn't share much with anybody, even his so-called best friend. But he seems to have taken a liking to you. All right, I don't, I suppose I don't have a problem with that, but isn't, you know, me, you know, being a, a bloodsucker going to be a big red flag or something? I'm sure it will make him a bit more cautious. But he sees something in you that intrigues him, that makes him think that you can feather whatever cause he has. And I think in the end, that will override his trepidation. All right. And I have an extra thing to add to this. By all means. When I go, did Russell live? Did he survive? Yes. Good. Russell and Brigard are both still alive. Good. Good. Brigard's still alive. I'm going to go kick the shit out of Russell and I don't want you to stop me. As long as you don't eat him. Deal. All right. Well, it will take me some time to prepare for the ritual. Unfortunately, during that time, you will be back in the space you were before. How how long was it? How long was I out? We will discuss all that at another time. I need need to know how long I'm going back to that. It was so long. It was not as long as it felt. But it felt long. Is that all there is? No. You're being held in limbo. Because I asked Lorcan for permission to give you this offer. Okay. Alright. I'll try to, I guess, entertain myself. I promise I will explain things more thoroughly when you're back. Okay. And he would walk away, and it wouldn't be but just a few seconds till you felt yourself drift back into this dark, cold, non-existence. And once again, you would feel like you were there for quite some time. He's like, while he's there, he's going over everything that happened leading up to this in his head. Like, every decision that was made 
whether it was his or Russell's, everything that went wrong. And like he he he's mentally beating himself up over what he did to the uh to the ship because he knows that people probably died because of it and he's beating himself over that loss of focus that rage and he just has this festering burning anger for like everything that russell did eventually you would feel light starting to creep back in again when you open your eyes this time you're in a different room you're on a cold stone floor there are candles all around the room causing light and shadow to mix and dance. And Gav will walk forward and he will look at you and he'll say, I will ask you one last time. Are you sure this is what you want? I do not want to force this change on anyone. Yeah, it's what I want. All right. This is going to hurt. Yes, so did the arrows and killing my friend. Very well. And he will walk forward, kneel down beside you and sink his teeth into you. And you will know pain until the pain subsides and everything becomes dark again. But this time in the darkness, you can move. You can think. And when you open your eyes again, you're in a box. Can I tell it's a coffin from the inside? Yes, you can tell it's a coffin. Huh. I thought... This would have been one of those, oh no, that's just the myth things. <laughs> huh. I tried to, like, open it. Oh, you can open it easily enough. Um, oh, good, I'm not nailed in. You will see Gavin rise from a chair nearby. And he will kind of smirk at you and say, well, looks like you made it. I... Yeah, everything looks different. Everything Everything will look different, sound different, smell different. Your, your senses are heightened. Actually, what you feel is like you haven't eaten in a week. Oh, okay. I, I don't feel much. You got any food? That's about all I feel. <laughs> I, 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 how long was I dead? Well, all together, a, a couple of days, you, uh, well, I had to find out that you had died in the first place. And then I stole your body. And I had to wake you up the first time to find out what you wanted and then prepare for the ritual. Okay, so, wait, you stole my body? Well, do you think I could just walk into your friends and say, hey, guys, you know what? Why don't you let me have his body so I can turn him into a vampire? Fair enough. Uh, it wasn't difficult. All right. Shit, really? You, you got anything to to eat? You, like, I don't eat food. Don't, do I have to drink no, blood or something? You don't right? eat food. Okay. Um, got any cows? <laughs> any... Um, Ne'er-do-wells or something. And he will take you down to a large dining room. One of the things you will notice walking through his house is, one, that he obviously doesn't live here alone. And two, while the layout is 
much the same as the houses that were given to the three of you. The windows here are all made of a dark, dark stained glass that filters out most of the light. And there is only candlelight, no lanterns, no magical light, just candlelight throughout the house. I think Rick thinks for a second. So the windows block enough sunlight to not hurt us, right? Yes. They, uh, but they still let light there. A very little. little. Very little, and it's tainted a dark color. Uh, you will find that bright lights hurt your eyes regardless of whether it's sunlight or comes from another source. From what I can tell, we don't even need these lights. No. But it doesn't look like you're here alone. Zav lives here as well. Oh, okay. And, and he can see in the dark some, but not all of our visitors and friends can. Makes sense. But he will take you to the dining room and he will set a silver chalice in front of you. And he will pour water from a jug into the chalice. And as he does, it will change to blood. I I feel like uh, Rick smells it. And like, even though it's kind of just um, like this blase, magically crafted blood, he's, you know, first feeding sort of situation. Uh, he just kind of like grabs it and starts gulping it down. I imagine he would gulp down more than one glass before it was over with. Probably, yes. But Gav will sit back and let him drink his fill. Um, you are you have a high enough intelligence to to realize that it's the chalice itself that's changing the water. I cast detect magic. Oh yes, it is quite magical. This is this is this is perma enchanted. This is a life force uh, item. Well, yes and no. Wait, does, does it not hurt us? To I don't, I don't spend life force to cast magic. Oh, you're one of the. Um, are you, are you dev- devoted, or do you have one of those special secret school power things? I have a lot to teach you, dear. All right. To begin with, yes, I am a divine caster, and okay. I am devoted to Lorcan. That's a name I'll have to look up. I'm not familiar. He's one of the gods of vampires. There are, there are a few. Okay, okay. Getting it. Uh, ultra goth gods. Uh, I gotcha. But it is not just divine casters that can devote themselves. Devotion to a god will not bring you unlimited magic if you are not a divine caster, but it will bring you certain powers. So it is something you might want to consider. Because I promise you, if you leave Hill Point, everyone will want to kill you. So we're in Goldilocks territory for, well, everybody. And outside, not so accepting. Outside of this city, you will be considered nothing but a monster. So uh, there are ways to fix that. How about illusion magic or something like that? Magic can fool a lot of people. That is true. But it won't fool everybody all the time. 
Okay. Um, the world I come from, there's a lot of um, mixed mythology about vampires. Uh, what are, what's actually gonna hurt us, fry us, kill us, fuck us over? In your case, well, the sunlight, of course. Having somebody stake you through the heart is not a good thing. Does it have to be wood or silver or does it just anything? Eh, anything can hold you in place. But uh, So that doesn't kill you, kill you. It makes you... Keeps you from getting up and walking around. Okay. Most vampires cannot cross running water. You do not have this prohibition. Is that a special chunk of the deal or something? I turned you, and I can do it, so you can do it. Okay, so you're the daddy vampire, and I picked up your jeans. Something like that. Oh, you know what jeans are. Cool. I know lots of things. But here's what you need to know. As I say, anybody can devote themselves to a god, and doing so will get them a certain level of power beyond others but it does require a dedicated devotion it is not something that can be done lightly it is certainly not something required of you but it is something you might want to give some thought to okay i mean i've been wary of the gods since i learned about them that's a fair point obviously they have some sort of tangible you know you can tell they exist to some degree that is true and they all have their own agenda. That's my problem. But I do have a very vast library on the subject of religion. Should you care to peruse it while you're staying here? I think I'll do that. Got a library of my own, but it's probably dinkier than yours. I've had 138 years to build mine. Yeah, I've had a couple of days. But when it comes to magic, things are different for the different types of magic. I suppose you already know that when a divine caster chooses to dedicate themselves to the god, their spells change. Yeah, they can kick out whatever they want in terms of power, but what they can kick out is limited. That is true, though it is not as limited as some would have you believe. They do start with a, a group of spells given by the gods directly. But just like anybody, they can craft spells. The spells will only work if they align with their gods. Interesting. So they can broaden their abilities so long as it does not go against their deity's wishes. Okay. Then you have psychic casters. Yeah, sneaky fuckers. Stupid fuckers. For a psychic to learn to cast without using their life force. They must undergo a ritual and invite a spirit to attach themselves to them. A spirit? Like a ghost? It's sometimes. Sometimes it's a ghost or uh, someone who has passed on and hasn't left for whatever reason. They typically have an agenda, too, just as gods do. Sometimes it's uh, more of a natural-born spirit, of, like a nature spirit or something. 
When a psychic does this, though, they undergo a similar transformation to a divine caster. Their spell is changes, and their spells are in line with the spirit and its motivations, its agenda. Personally, I believe it is the more dangerous of the three. You spend at least part of the time sharing your body with another entity. Yeah, um, I wouldn't play that game. The fact is most people play none of these games. But you're in a community now with people who have been treated badly since the day they became, since the day they existed in this world. Desperate people will take desperate measures to protect themselves or give themselves a better life. You will not find very many people out in the rest of the world that have gone through any of these measures. But when you have nothing but pain and heartache to lose, you're willing to go further. Makes sense to me. And of course, the third are the arcane casters, which if I understand things correctly, is what you are. Yeah. Pretty much all I know is that there's a bunch of stuck up ass mages in uh, Valinor that they don't uh, they don't share. That is true, but that's kind of the way of the rich and powerful, most generally, is it not? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Throughout this world, there are wells of magic. Let's call them. There is one for each type of arcane casting. An arcane caster must go to one of these wells and pass a trial. And if they pass the trial, they must go to one of these wells of magic and pass a trial. And if they pass their trial, they absorb magic from the well and they can cast that type of magic unlimitedly. But in doing so, they cannot take the magic from any of the other wells. It's as if the vessel is full. And it's always been that way for thousands and thousands of years. Until Mal. So Mal has more than one that he can do this way. I personally have seen him use three different schools of magic. I believe there may be more than that. But uh, I was starting to catch on, and he got very secretive. I see. And that's what you want me to find out? I want to know how he's doing it. And I want to know why he's doing it. All right. I don't trust the man's motivation. I don't trust him at all. He claims himself as his best friend. But I believe wholeheartedly that if he thought sacrificing Zob in some way would give him more power... He would do it without thinking twice. Sounds about right. So I want to find out what he's doing. And if it poses the danger to Zav, I will stop him. Okay. But in the meantime, we have work to do with you. And what's that? Well, I cannot exactly let you out to run around town until I'm certain you're not going to eat the town's boats. I feel fine now. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to have the family, so to speak, come in, spend some time around you, make sure that you can resist the temptation before I let you out on the streets. Okay. Because make no mistake, 
you are family now. Joy. Most of, most of the time, it's a good thing. This isn't the first family I was a part of. Hopefully, this one's not as uh, fucked as the other one. Well, we all live here, so we're all a little fucked, I suppose. <laughs> but they're not all bad. You've met Dravik. Yeah. He's a decent fella. He's a follower of Abadar. Believes in civilization and law and all the things a good little mayor should. And then there's Sav. He, uh, he's a follower of Gazra. Uh, uh, nature. Plants. Weather. That kind of thing. That sounds familiar. Not a bad person either. Vari is an absolute sweetheart, but she uh, she is a drow through and through. She follows a god named Hajintai, who uh, is followed by a lot of drow alchemists. She can make some of the deadliest poisons in the world. And let's just say she's... Yeah, good to know she cooks everybody's food. Yeah. Like I said, she's a real sweetheart. Just, she's a very dangerous woman as well. And then, of course, Lila, which I don't suppose you've had a chance to meet since you were probably already dead when they pulled her off the ship. Yeah, I landed. I got hit. I went down. As far as elves go, uh, the best way to equate it to you is that she's about 15, 16 years old for an elf. Okay. Will be for another four years. Damn. Yeah. But uh, she's deaf. She doesn't speak. Uh, except through drow sign language. I think uh, Dravik told us that. She's a psychic. But she is still young. So not real used to using her powers. And then, of course, there is Mal. I'm not particularly fond of him being part of the family, but as Zav's best friend, he has been accepted. But we've already discussed him. Right. And then there are the newest members, if you can call them that. It's been, what, five years or more now? Uh, Darlena and Travis. Have you met them? Yeah, met Travis on our way in. Bound up where he, uh, where he puts his kills so that I could make some, uh, skeletal minions to help us in the fight. But of course, uh, that didn't go as planned. Travis is a good sort. He spends most of his time outside of town, though. He's a hunter by nature. It's just what he's always done, and that seems to be where he's most comfortable. Seems like a bit of a loner. Not like a jackass kind, just a better on his own type. It's just what he's used to. Uh, back in his world, his father was a huntsman. And as soon as he was old enough, he was taught to be a huntsman. And I suppose you don't take a large group out hunting. Not unless not. you're a rich douchebag. So... He spends most of his time outside the city, but he he's a pleasant enough fellow. Um, Darlena is a hard one to put your finger on, but she's also unhappy. She was unhappy before she came here. 
and she is still unhappy and I do not know if she will ever be happy. So she's a bit gruff. I knew somebody like that at one point. She has a good heart. She has good intentions. But she's going to tell you to go fuck yourself no matter what you say to her. I knew plenty of people like that. Then you'd be able to get along with her just fine. <laughs> but that is the family. And now you were part of it. At least it doesn't have some dude going, look at what they did to my boy. Uh, I think at one point Dravik was very much going, I wonder what the hell they're doing to my little sister. But I think that uh, given her age, that's understandable. Yeah. And like Rick kind of uh, like his face kind of falls a bit. So um, about what happened. I guess what happened. I, I wasn't around for the aftermath. Did everybody make it out okay? Not everyone, no. Fuck. Zelka, uh, the lady that runs the general store, she she suffered some pretty bad burns. She was insistent that she was pulling the body of the two farmers out of the inn after the explosion went off. Ilhari went to the basement to grab something that she had left behind. And, uh, she ended up trapped. Fuck. She was able to finally make it out, but in order to do so, she had to... Do you know about the Flesh Warped? I mean, what kind of role would that be? Uh, that would be abominations, so... Um, dungeoneering. That's not a great role, but let me see what I got. It helps if I don't just Google my character's fucking name. Ah, dee -da, dee -da. You could also do local along with it for the drow side of it. Okay, so I got a 14 dungeoneering and a uh, 27 local. So you have at least a, a base understanding about what a flesh warped is, but you have a pretty solid understanding that it's it's the drow that make them. Uh, they're like, uh, experimental mutants that, uh, traditionally, like, it's a drow science sort of thing. Well, they fall under the, uh, the domain of this pagenti that, uh, that Vari worships. So when she could not get out, she drank the elixir to transform herself to allow her to be able to climb out. Okay, so... Yeah. She, she's been staying out of the public eye right now, She, but uh, she's now a drider. 24. Oh, yeah. You know what that means. Oh. Um, I feel like Rick, um, like the, a, a, a look comes across his face almost like he's afraid, but then like he, it kind of like fades and he's like, uh, spider people. There were. Uh-huh. Several others hurt trying to fight the fires as it spread to some of the houses behind the inn. So the uh, the girls down at the temple were busy. And then there were some that didn't make it off the boat. It sank too quickly. The merfolk weren't able to get all of them. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. I'm, I'm sorry, I lost focus. I was more worried about killing that fucker than thinking. I, I didn't think that through. Well, I would suggest you learn from that. 
You are stronger now than you were then, and you will only grow stronger. Yeah. So, I've got a lot of ideas. Things I feel like might help long run. I don't know. I know that there's a spell I've got that might, I don't know, might make me even stronger. I know it worked on the skeletons. Oh, those are things that you can get to. But right now, we need to see if you're fit to leave the house. Okay. So what's the trick here? There's no trick to it. You are going to sit in the chair, in the living area. I will start bringing people in. If you get overwhelmed, say so, and they will leave immediately. Your job is to try not to eat them. Okay. My job is to stop you if you attempt to. All right. So anyone in particular you'd like to start with? Don't guess so. Don't want to toss anybody in particular under the bus for vampiric Russian roulette. I think they're going to be safe enough as long as I'm here. I should hope so. But who knows? Call me a pessimist. So he will take you through to the sitting room, let you get comfortable. Think of it this way, Rick. Whatever you were before, whoever your parents were before. His face kind of falls. You died. You have been reborn. I am your father now. What you need, I will provide. Kind of smirks. So far, you're doing better than my old man. Well, not claim that I am perfect in any way, but uh, I had an old man that screwed me over big time. Brought me a lot of pain and suffering. I will do my best to do better by you. Thanks. So, yeah, go have a seat and we'll play Meet the Family. All right. And once you're settled, he will open the door. Uh, Zav will be the first to come in, followed by Mal and Dravik and Lila and Darlena. All right. And I take it I'm, I have to do a withdrawal uh, check? Given that he lets you drink your fill of this unsatisfying blood, mm-hmm. we're only going to count you as having a hunger as if you hadn't eaten in like two days. Oh, then I wouldn't even have to make a check. Instead of starting at the very bottom, you know? Because while this stuff is not tasty by any means, you know. It, it doesn't. So do you mean two days after my limit or just two days? Just two days. Okay, then I don't even have to make a check. It's like, to you it is like these, these wonderful steak dinners have just walked into the room. Mm-hmm. And you would really, really like to have a steak dinner. But you have filled yourself up on cardboard tasting protein bars. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, it's unpleasant. It's just like, God damn it. But it's not like, the motherfucker's steak. Right. So, yeah, it is unpleasant for you. You definitely have a craving, let's say. Mm-hmm. But it is not overpowering because you are 
pretty satiated from all this quote unquote fake blood that you just drank, this magical blood. Okay. Now, make a perception check. I have this nice new pretty bonus and my fucking dice are fucking me. 19. I rolled a two. Okay. That's that's fair enough though. It, it's it's good enough. Um despite the hunger, you you notice certain things. Um for example, it's almost as if you can see a person is going to move just before they do, like you're like you're reading the impulses of their muscles. Knowing that they're fixing to reach out and pick up a glass before their hand visibly starts to move. You can smell the difference between these people. Not like necessarily like body odor, mm-hmm. but it's like they each have a unique scent. Some of them are far more appealing than others. And you can hear the individual heartbeats of each and every one of them. I look at Gav and be like, how do you deal with all the sound? Feels like it might get uh, to be a lot sometimes. You grow accustomed to it. Uh, Think of it this way. Before, if you went for a walk in the woods, did the leaves rustling and the birds singing drive you mad? I guess not. You tune it out. They became background noise. All of this will become background noise as well. Okay. Well, I'm not eating anybody. Which is good. Uh, It's more difficult the hungrier you are. But I didn't figure we should start there. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you just fed me. About how long does this, uh, we have to eat, like, once a day... Three times a day, once a week. How's that work? It varies some from uh, vampire to vampire. You will learn your limits. All right. I would request that uh, until you adjust, if you start feeling hungry, you come back here. Okay. Let us make sure we have you well settled before you try to do it on your own. Fair enough. And the uh, coffin? Do I have to sleep in that during the day? No. You don't have to sleep at all. Oh. If you are in a fight where you are severely injured again, instead of laying somewhere dying, you will hit a certain point where your body will turn into a mist. And if you can get back to your coffin in time, you will recover. Okay. Sounds cool. If you decide to start traveling... I would suggest you find a way to... Take it with me. Take your coffin with you without it being too obvious. Question. The uh, the box you got in there for me, will anyone do? Or does it have to be that one? No, it has to be yours. Now, if you don't like that one, we could have another one made. And you could attune yourself to it. But so if I... But I did go through... A lot of trouble getting that one made for you, so I wasn't going to throw you in a old pine box. Thanks for that. <laughs> no way to wake up to your new life. I guess I didn't take a close look at it. There's a lot going on for you right now. Yeah. It's a lot to take in. Like there's uh, and he just like quickly looks down at the chair and he's like, There's like 
572 like grains in the width of this fucking uh, armchair arm and like that would have taken me forever to figure out before so it's a lot there are definitely upsides and there are downsides but is life not the same way true question if you stick your finger out into the sunlight for just like a second are you gonna explode it's gonna hurt like hell gonna hurt okay but that's not gonna kill us or blow my fingers off permanently or something well your fingers will they 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 can regrow okay good to know in the library with all the religious books you will also find books on vampires on the types of us that exist things of that nature I would suggest you familiarize yourself before you take any long jaunts. Others of our kind will be able to recognize what you are. Okay. Have you ever tried faking it without illusions? No. Um, I suppose you could say I'm a cautious person. I know there's magic that theoretically would let me walk around in the day, but I also know that a good dispel or anti-magic field would leave me helpless and dead. That's a good point. So, I've not bothered a whole lot with it. I've simply structured my life around it. You, of course, are free to do what you think is best for you, and I will aid you in any way I can. All right. The important thing for you to know is that everyone here in this room is on your side, and if you are having issues and you don't feel like you can get to me and one of them are nearby, all you have to do is say the word, and they will fetch me. Rick looks around and looks at all of them, like seeing all this new stuff and smelling all this new stuff and hearing all this new stuff that he didn't notice before, that he couldn't notice before. And... Make me a perception. Okay. Uh, That is a 25. As you're scanning the room and looking everybody over, and you, you could notice so many things you didn't notice before. Is Zari in here? Uh, Ilvari? No. Okay. No, she is not here. Okay. Uh, she's not here and Travis is not here, but Travis is not surprising because he's normally not in town. Right. But you notice that tattoo on Dar- Darlena's arm. The ink in Lena's tattoo moves. The little pinpoints are so small, it wouldn't be visible to most people. But the ink moves as, like, before I told you, in a way, it looked almost like a circuit board. Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if you can see the electricity moving through the circuit board. Interesting. I I don't think he'll bring it up. Uh, He'll look back to Gavin. I guess I've got some studying and experimenting to do. You do. Uh, You have a lot of abilities you did not have before. You'll probably want to play around with them some. Things of that nature. We will bring everybody back again later this evening and see how you do. Okay. And if you do well, then once the sun sets, you can go out tonight. All right. Sounds good. And he will basically give you free reign of the house. Um, You're pretty much allowed anywhere except his and Zob's bedroom. Stay out of his room, you know? Yeah. Um, But other than that, you've pretty much given free reign. Uh, Your coffin is in a guest room that he pretty much gives you as your room until he feels like you're 
ready to go back to your own home. Okay. Um, I think one of the things is while he's reading up on vampires and various gods, including Lorcan, uh, while he's reading up on these, he'll take some of these books and he'll go sit by one of the windows and like just one of these places where the sunlight's like really dampened while he's reading, he's going to put his hand down in that light and see if it like does anything like slowly or at all. No, the, the light that they, he's been very methodical just being his house about making sure that no pure light comes through whatsoever. So the light in here is not going to hurt you. Okay, so he shuffles away a idea about filtration of light. Okay. And like being up next to the windows, you can see there are different colors in the stained glass. They are just all really, really dark. It, it is extremely filtered. There's not a whole lot of it passing through. Are there images in the glass? There are. I think he'd take a look at that for a bit. Being in the library with the religious books, you can easily figure out uh, each window has symbols of both uh, Lorcan and Gazra embedded in them. You are getting more and more put together in your head that that they are a couple. They they are a married couple. I think. Uh, Which I don't know if Rick would have any issue with that or not. No, Rick. I I certainly wouldn't call Rick. Uh, the most accepting or uh, or certainly not the most PC person in the world but he's not got any big like issues like that okay but yeah just being around the house you would you would become more and more familiar with the fact that these two live as a married couple you don't know whether they've had any kind of rights anything of that nature but they at least live as a married couple which would explain why Gav is so insistent on protecting Zav from whatever Mal is up to. Yeah, it makes sense. Studying the vampires, you would also probably figure out quite quickly that Gav is probably not your typical vampire. Yeah, I feel like that's something Rick would deep dive relatively quickly if the material's available. Oh yeah, you, you can find the information there. Given the fact that he was even able to perform this ritual on you after you had been dead and to have such a close connection to Lorcan and you know he is a divine worshiper of Lorcan um, you could easily find out that most vampires who are committed to a vampiric god become dread vampires which is of course just a much more powerful version I feel like with that little discovery he's probably going to uh he figures he can you know read about other gods and stuff later he's going to be digging around and try and find uh every vampiric god he can and see what's up with them okay do you want me to actually bring up a list for you or uh you, you don't have to we can do that at some point or i can roll a knowledge religion to see if well, you get bonuses for being in the in the library with it. Uh, Rolly roll. That was garbage. Um, Twelve. Okay, so you know the major vampire deities, they are easy to find. Uh, there is the demon Lord Zura. She is called the Vampire Queen. And she is the patron of most vampires. 
the most commonly worshipped deity. Then there are Lorcan and Ruithvain. They are uh, infernal dukes who inhabit the same court in hell. And uh, you find that uh, Yurgathoa and Zonkuthan are also often worshipped. You do find odd references here and there to some less common ones, but those are your your biggest ones. Some of these I will actually have to do reading up on. Oh, Calistria is on the list. Interesting. Uh, but you do find reference after reference after reference that when people deeply devote themselves to one of these vampiric gods, they typically are transformed into a dread vampire. So you quickly find out too, though, that if you do this, not only do you become this dread version of a vampire, Gavin will no longer have any control over you. Hmm. You will belong to that god then. Interesting. That's an out if I need it. Now, the library does have information on many, many other gods. So, of course, you're not limited to studying about the vampire gods. Right. Um... And you don't have to do it all in one sitting either. As Gav has pretty much told you, you're going to be staying with him for a while. Right. Um, And you don't have to sleep and such, so... I feel like if there's not a whole lot else to do in the house, since he doesn't get tired, he's just going to be researching. Yeah, studying as much as he can. Now, if you want to make your save for the evening test... Because this one dice has been really shitty for me tonight, but I want to roll it with another one to see how it comes out. Yeah, I'm just retiring that dice for the night. Uh, (laughs) And that is much better. This is a will save. Uh, Notice what, DC 12? I rolled higher than that. Okay, yeah, so you will have no problem passing your little even t- evening test at which point Gav will tell you you can go out roam around for a little bit interact with people if that's what you wish to do uh, you do need to be in before the sun comes up alright makes sense don't wanna you know just and of course the inn is not existing at the moment so right. it's it's not like everybody's likely to be gathered in one place as as they normally are. Right. All right. He would request that uh, if you don't want or feel like you need him standing over you, that you let one of the other family members hang out with you while you're going about whatever you're doing. I was just going to go to my house. Something I need to do. Some of my... uh stuff and uh, some things I need to put together before I go find Russell. Alright. But yeah, so he he does request that if you decide to be out and about to Hullet though, that you let one of the other family members go go with you so that if you have any issue, they can let him know. Alright. I think I'll be hiding more or less until it's time. Alright. If somebody wants to go, knows about my house, find by me. Uh, you say that invitation too loud and you'll have Mal up in there, but... Fair enough. I uh, did some reading on us and uh, 
Speaking of invitations, that's something I've got to think about. It is. It can be particularly difficult when someone lives in a work establishment because the lines of public and private space can be a bit blurred. But you shouldn't have an issue here in Hill Point. All right. The issue is going to be getting to Russell without the tavern. The tavern will be rebuilt, but Vari doesn't much feel like facing people right now. Is there anything magic can do about that? Theoretically, but it's not always wise to try to undo a deal you've made with a god. Maybe not undo, just mitigate. She feels a certain level of shame. Why? This transformation is something that is typically done as punishment. It is not something that most drow would want for themselves. And she feels like she has brought shame upon herself and her family. And she has to deal with that. Do you know where she's staying? I would imagine she stayed in a town hall. Okay. Is the other group here still? They've mostly gone home. Zav is here because he lives here, but... Okay. All right. Well, I'll see if I can get an invitation from Drawbert. Go and offer my uh, apologies. I think it would be more appropriate to offer her your support. She needs to know that the rest of us see her no differently. That's fair. But I'll be going by my house first. I think I'll be using that uh, mist form to get in. I don't suppose I need to invite myself, do I? No. You you can come and go from your own house freely. Alright. I'll see you around. And then I'll head there, then I'll head to town hall. Okay, so what are you doing at your house? Oh, he is going to be taking down into his arcane repository. Um, he is going to be taking his mask and recasting uh, Masterwork Transformation. When it. you get down there, make a perception check. That is big. 36. Okay. So the minute you walk in to your arcane repository, you catch a scent. It is familiar. And you recognize that Mal, is, Mal has been here. Nothing has been taken, but it doesn't take you long to figure out. He's mostly been going through like notes you have made and things of that nature. Okay. He, he was definitely looking to see what kind of study and work you were doing with your magic. Huh? I'll have to remember to hide that stuff better. And I think uh, there's a spell uh, that like hides books in an extra dimensional space. Yes. Uh, I think he's going to take his notebooks and just do that to all of them. Okay. Uh, and, um, um, then he's going to go back down to the arcane repository to use the circles and whatnot to, uh, I know like mechanically it doesn't really do anything, but just to kind of enhance, enhance, uh, what he's doing, um, to, I don't know, focus his mind or something. Uh, and he's going to cast masterwork transformation at a higher level on his mask. It's going to go from the red kind of Oni slash devil mask, and it's going to become like more gaunt. Uh, it's still more or less the same, but it's it's slightly more gaunt. The color has changed from red and black to white and red. Uh, 
and it's it's far more terrifying than it was before there's there's this um there's just an aspect to it that's frightening as you cast this spell you see a vague kind of hazy image kind of appear before your eyes for a second before disappearing of a bloody bassinet uh would i recognize that from reading about lorcan yes you would what do you want you don't hear anything it doesn't last long at all given your new senses it probably wasn't there for a full second it was just as the magic took its form and and did its thing you saw this this brief glimpse of this image so like when no one answers him he just he takes the mask and flips it over and you do know that gav told you he had to do a ritual through his god to make this happen so this may not be completely surprising to you He's, he's just suspicious still. He's like making sure that there's nothing funky with the mask. He'll uh, he'll detect magic on it. It shouldn't be magical. No, it's it's not. It's extremely well done. Okay. And uh, with with our prior discussion, I think he's going to cast detect magic into the mask uh, okay. as a permanent or as as an enchant. Okay. Uh, and he'll go ahead and put the mask on. All right. So you get that all fixed up. And then what are you doing? I'm going to uh, sneak my way stealthily and mistfully uh, up to the town hall. All right. Um, You know that uh, being nighttime, he's not going to be in the more public spaces of the town hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you will have to circle around and knock on the back door, as it were. It's all the better, more out of the main line of sight. When Dravik answers it, he looks at you very oddly for a minute, because you do have this mask on. Can I come in? Oh, Rick, yes. Uh, the mask threw me. It's new. Or, no, it's not, but it is. Yeah, come in. Is everything okay? Uh, I wanted to come see Vari, if that's okay. Well, it's fine with me. Uh, Whether she will answer the bedroom door for you is another question. She's a bit upset right now. I heard. Lila keeps saying that she needs to talk to you and your friends, though. Friend. Well, whoever, if you have time, I can interpret for you if need be. Uh, sure, I've got some time. I'd appreciate, uh, if anything, between you and her, if y'all don't let Russell know I'm back yet, if he happens by. It's, uh, not our place to tell people what you've gone through. Thanks. Can't say I'm familiar with the side of the, uh, town hall. Well, everybody has to live somewhere. True. When we first settled here, well, the entire Blood family lived here. But then Fari didn't want to do the whole matriarch thing, and she decided to live in the inn, and Zav moved in with Gavin, and so it's just me and Lila now. How much of the tavern is left? The Elder Walls. 
and even some of the stone is cracked. It'll be an easy enough repair for Mal to take care of. Uh, but if we repair it now, people will want it to be open right away, and I don't think Vari's ready for that. That's fair. How are you doing? She's alive, and that's what matters to me. Okay. Her form is, is unimportant. She doesn't see it that way. Yeah, she was just trying to survive. She had made the elixirs. Evidently, she had made some kind of deal with the uh, the captains so that they would take some food to Lila in exchange for some free kegs. Yeah, until Russell fucked that up. Her plan was to put the elixirs of her god into these kegs and let them be transformed into abominations. It's a rather painful process and it's often used as a form of punishment. So... Gav said something about it being looked down on. Well, they're human. They would not have become driders, but they, they would have had their own transformation. It's different based on race? It is. And uh, that was her thought. That That is how her god punishes people and teaches his followers to punish people. And So that is what she was going to do. Uh, but when she ended up trapped in the basement and no way out, she knew what she would become if she drank them, but she also knew that that would mean she could climb out. So she did what she had to do to survive. All any of us can do. I do hope for her sake that uh, she can earn enough favor with her God to possibly be changed back, but uh, she's not to that point yet where she's ready to even think about that. All right. Uh, I would like to try and see her if she'll let me. Yes, um, and he will lead you upstairs uh, to a door and tell you by, by all means uh, when you're through, if you want to come back to the sitting room, he'll have Lila down there to talk to you. All right. This will be quick, I suppose, one way or the other. And uh, Rick will turn and knock on the door. So when you first knock on the door, you hear Avari kind of sigh and she'll be Dravik, I told you I want to be left alone. Uh, you haven't told me you want to be left alone. Who is me? Rick. And she'll open the door and kind of look out at you. And then you'll see her kind of look kind of disappointed and she'll be like, they told me you were a vampire and you show up with a mask on. That doesn't seem fair. He'll chuckle. He'll take the mask off. I figure uh, it might be best to always be keeping my eye out for magic now after uh, the end. Yeah, uh, that was a mess. That was... Yeah, it was. A disaster. And if people could have heard the explosion, possibly help could have gotten there sooner, but... If he hadn't done that, I might have been able to do something more helpful earlier on instead of summoning that shadow. Me and Brigard, we couldn't do much without being able to speak. Can can I come in? I don't look right. Did they tell you that? They told me that you turned into a drider. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry for the pain it caused you. She'll kind of back up and, and open the door and let you in. Like, I feel like Rick 
he's not he's not like me with spiders but i feel like he's he's a little creeped out by spiders but like now that he's undead like that that like automatic neural fear response just isn't there anymore and so he's actually kind of surprised at his lack of fear um and he'll be like oh that's not so bad is it says one monster to another (laughs) yeah I guess I haven't eaten anyone yet how about you that's good. I'm, I'm hoping you didn't come here to make me your first meal. No, I'm... Uh, based off what I've read and what Gav told me, I've got a day, two, maybe three, before I start getting really hungry again. So if I see you in a couple of days, I should keep my distance until I'm I'll sure you've fed? Keep drinking the cardboard. <laughs> Gav hates that stuff. Uh, it works. It's unpleasant, but it works. It's an adjustment. I'm going to see if I can find a way to make it work off any better, though. Well, I think in some ways, Gav likes to torture himself a little. I mean, one would think a little prestidigitation and it would have to taste better, right? I don't think it's the taste. It's like... Like, there's the taste. That could probably be fixed. Um, but it's just like eating chips or popcorn. You can go through a whole bag and it's still not enough. Um, thinly sliced deep fried potatoes and popcorn. Uh, dry kernel. Overheat. Not real filling. Uh, long and short of it. Hmm. Well, world's worst diet, I suppose. And you don't even get the benefit of losing weight. Uh, I kind of like pat around. I was like, I don't think I need to. And you, you actually look a little better. You were kind of thin. Uh, I haven't really, you know, done any push comes to show stuff, but I can tell just from little things that I'm not quite where I was before. I'm going to have to be careful about things. Yeah, well, I can stand on the ceiling now. Uh, from what I read, I can too. Maybe. And he like he'll crawl up the side of the wall uh and get on the ceiling. But uh from what I understand the way it works, as soon as he lets go of the ceiling with his hands, he falls. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh. Or no, he'll mist form and just like land softly. Yeah, um I do it a little better than that. Oh yeah, you've got spider legs. And they're very good at grabbing things. Which it's very Interesting, actually. Uh, inverse square law would dictate that an insect of, let's say, the size of a dog even would collapse under its own weight, but you stand just fine. I imagine the biology is somewhat different. I'm not even going to pretend to understand any of that. Oh. Um, your legs probably, while aesthetically and functionally similar to um, spider legs, are probably aren't quite spider legs in terms of scale. Ah, well, that's not exactly reassuring. Uh, I, I mean, it's... I'm going to stop explaining. Uh, probably only not helping. If you want to explain something to me, explain how I'm supposed to run a bar like this without scaring everybody. 
Everybody knows you. I've been here three days and I know you. Everybody knows all of us, but the farmers still give my brother a berth when they walk by in the street, even though he's the one they're going to run to if there's an attack of some kind. They tolerate us. I cannot say they trust us. If you're that worried about it, he'll pull out a coin and charge it with a spell and hand it to her. Flip it and think about what you used to look like. An illusion. But it is temporary. And she'll flip it. Uh, And she'll... uh, She alters self. She'll turn into herself when she was just a drow, but it only lasts for a little while. So how long does it last? One minute per level. So it doesn't last long. It's something. It could... uh, What kind of magic is this? Uh... Transmutation. Huh. Mel might be able to help me then. Rick, like, probably was about to say something, but then, like, stops. Oh, uh, he, that's his uh, thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, he, he can do that uh, pretty much endlessly, so... I could probably kick one out that's endless, too, but it'd sure fucking hurt. Uh, it, but maybe he can put it on something that will let me appear normal when I'm in public. Probably. And from what I understand, doing that too much might piss off your god, but I, I don't know what deal you made with him. I'm not even sure myself exactly how much of a deal it was, because I begged him for help, and it's not like I saw him or heard him. I just felt like, you ever had something inside you tell you to do something? Just like a gut feeling that you had to? Yeah, I can't say that's always been the right decision. I don't know if it was right or not, but I'm alive. You're alive, and I'm grateful for that. From what I understand, at at least two people died in the bar. and Yeah, a couple of the, the farmers that were in there, the fireball, got them right off the bat. The... I couldn't stop him. I, I don't blame you for this. I, I don't. I don't blame you for this. But that doesn't make it easy. Has uh, has everyone already been buried? No. Uh, right now, they're concentrating on trying to get the homes rebuilt. Because people have to have places to live. It's, there's no inn for them to stay at. So uh, they've. Uh, Use some kind of spell on them that keeps their bodies preserved. They will deal with that after they get people resettled. In a world where there's so many gods, there are so many different rites, it would be an undertaking to deal with all of it right away. Right. By the sounds of it, you're not trained or, I guess, educated in magic, are you? No, I I can do what I can do because of my devotion to my God, but I've never studied other forms of magic, anything like that. It was not important where we came from for me to know those things. Yes, that's fair. Gavin told me you're like some sort of alchemist. You make poisons and the flesh warp, uh, what's it called? Juice? Uh, 
The elixir. Elixir. Yeah, that. Yes. Uh, there are some followers of Hajinti that actually, instead of using the elixir, do physical uh, surgeries to change people. Good old Frankensteining. I never really attempted to, I mean, I learned my anatomy, but I never did such a thing. Uh, but the elixirs were something I had to know how to make because I was supposed to replace my mother as matron of the family when she was ready to pass on. And uh, she was a very important alchemist in our city. So I know how to make the elixirs. And I technically have the knowledge to do the surgeries. I've just never had a reason to, I suppose. Uh, but mostly I make poisons and uh, some herbal remedies and things of that nature. Tell me you, uh, you kind of gave up the uh, whole matron thing. That's important for your people, though, isn't it? It is not so much... Uh, that I gave it up, I suppose I did, but when we were forced out, the surface was not kind to us. By the time we got here, Dravik had, uh, had taken to worshiping Avandar, and he wanted to build a civilized society for us. And I didn't feel like what I knew about where I was from would promote the kind of society that would eventually be accepted in the world. So I stepped aside from it all to let him handle it. You know, most of the books I read write you all out with the drow as being a big bunch of assholes. But I don't think you're so bad. We are a big bunch of assholes a lot of times, but he's my brother and I love him and his vision of what this place should be is very different from what it would be if I was in charge. I'll not take his dreams from him. It's pretty good of you. And if he's successful, it means there's a society where my little sister will never have to be afraid to walk down the street. That is something that any place else on the surface could not happen. I'll try to help with that. But uh, I guess you could say I... I I do have a, an ugly side to me. Who doesn't? Other than the eight legs. From an objective standpoint, they're aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I will try to keep that in mind. So, did they ask you to come here and try to talk me into getting back on the horse and getting the bar up and running? No, I came here to apologize. And to, uh, show some support, I guess. Like I said, I don't blame you. I caused my own set of problems at the docks, but I couldn't control him then. Maybe I can control him now. Well, It's his fault, and I'll make him pay for it. Well, that means I don't have to waste an elixir on him, huh? No. Don't take this the wrong way if it's considered rude, but uh, would you be willing to teach me your, uh, your alchemical stuff? Like making poisons and such? Yes. How to make the elixir? 
no, that's four followers. That's fair. Do you have more broad chemistry knowledge? I'm not sure what that means. Uh, stuff other than poison. Or is it just poison? Like I said, I can make poisons. I can make herbal remedies. I can make acids, uh, vials of fire, stuff of that nature. Mm. Yeah, if you'll teach me alchemy, uh, I think I'd need, I'd like to, uh, learn some of that. It might get me a foot into the door to, uh, practicing more complex chemistry, like from my world. I don't have the gear for it now. Well, we, uh, we have one small hiccup with this plan. What's that? My lab was at the end in the basement. It doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. So, uh, I'll kind of have to rectify that problem before I can teach you something. Rick's gonna sit down and, like, have her uh, ask her, like, what all is in it and to describe the things that he's not familiar with. Okay. Yeah, she she can do that um, because she, she, of course, knew her lab inside and out. Um, and basically, it is the highest tier of masterwork her lab was uh, a, a full-size alchemy lab of the highest tier of masterwork. Oh. He, he's going to sit down. He's going to cast greater false life on himself. Heal up for a minute. And then he's going to cast um, Fabricate. And uh, he, it's not going to probably be as good, but uh, that was a pretty good roll. Um, is it? I got a 24 to craft in uh, like a sort of alchemy uh, lab just here. I know it's not as good, but it's something probably. Okay. I'm assuming you're not trying to turn her whole room into a lab. No, I, he's like making it corner thing or something. You're doing more like one of the portable labs? Uh, I wasn't thinking quite that small, but if, if you want to go for that, that's fine. All right. So like she'll kind of smile and she'll see that and she'll be like, um, this this will do to start, but uh, how about we make a little deal? What's that? I know you got that big fancy house. Yeah. You get us a full-size lab going in there, give you all the lessons you want for free. Can do. Probably be a few days before I can order what I need, but... That's fine. Uh, you let me know what you need. I can see that the stuff gets ordered. Well, you know what we need. Well, true enough. I can get this stuff ordered, stash it somewhere until you're ready. Um, after a minute, he'll uh, kind of like just pull out. Uh, he'll mage hand a rock up from outside and uh, bring it in and enchant it with a teleportation circle. Okay. Uh, just draw a circle around it. Uh, I've got it set in mind for where I need it and I'll hand it to her. All right. Can do. It's nice to know that I can actually still feel how fucked these spells are making me. If it's any consolation to you having somewhere to go and something to do other than listen to Dravik drone on and on and on about how I should get over it, we'll be, we'll be nice. Well, I don't suppose your teeth are pointy enough, but you're plenty welcome in my home. Good to know. But, uh, unlike you, 
I'm not a vampire. And I have to sleep. Uh, I guess it is late. Yeah. Night. <laughs> Good night. And I'll just... Because he thinks it's cool as shit, like, he, he's still getting the hang, hang of it and liking it. He's just going to mist form through the cracks in the door and out <laughs> into the hallway. Yeah, when you, when you come back downstairs, you will see the lights on in the sitting room. And Dravik will be waiting there for Lila. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Desters Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigord. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course Naturally. I know what the control zone is. I mean, control, like, of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. You guys, zone you guys probably the, like the zone. Ever. You guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. We just got word that three days ago... Elma's wife, she tore the three kids limb from limb and doesn't remember doing it at all. Sounds like it's like the, the Wild West out there. <laughs> LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5E podcast. Our current adventure is set in the Wild West and features magic, orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and even hang out with us in our Discord server, LCP D&D. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And this is Last Call, so finish your drinks, and we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>